Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we had some issues, uh, but you can have to call back in. Let's see if we still got Pastor Cooper here. Yes, sir. Pastor Cooper, all right. I'm back on the line. I I had to call back in. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. We were in the middle of praying for your for your for your children, and I made the and you made the statement that they all need help, and I'll share with you. Uh, to comfort you that everybody's children on earth need some need some prayer and some help. Some is more evident than others. And right now I was saying if you can believe by faith that God can meet them at the point of their need, I'm willing to stand in agreement with you and pray right now in the name of Jesus and believe that God is going to work it out miraculously without us even having to know how. How is God's department? Obedience is ours. So we're standing on the word of God by faith. And your word says, ask and it shall be given. And right now we're asking for healing and deliverance for Brother Lewis's family. And we're standing in agreement by faith. And we're calling it done in the name of Jesus. And we're thanking you right now, Lord. Amen. Amen, and thanks a lot. Okay, will there be another before we move on? You see, I wanted to share something with you, too, and just so you'll know or anyone else who's on the line, and, and, and I'm going to get to this in a moment because there's a gentleman who we're going to be studying about today in the Bible, and he's going to teach us how to pray because one thing we haven't been using to the fullest is our prayer power. But... Prayer really changes things. And I'm sure the callers know all about it because you know as well as I do how prayer can really change some things. Yeah, prayer, sure prayer can turn things around, praise God. When you make communication with God, when you, finally, when you finally connect and make communication with God, he knows how to turn things around, amen, instantly. Praise God. So we want to talk about the power of prayer. And if there's no one else that has a prayer, a prayer, uh, a prayer right now, Amen. We're still on the line. You can always come back on uh, as the Lord leads you. Praise God. Go to your Bibles and go to the Book of First Chronicles. I'm, I'm saying it right. First Chronicles. Chapter 4. Are you with me, Sonny? First Chronicles, chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 10. Hallelujah. You found it? All righty. First Chronicles, chapter 4, verse 10. When you, somebody, when, when you find it on the air, somebody say amen. I don't care if you're in China. Say amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. We're going to talk about a, 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 a brother in the Bible, amen. I'm going to begin reading in verse 9, actually. But it says, in verse 9, it says, And Jabez, that's what we call him, Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother 
called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. Are you all still on the line with me? Amen. Yeah. We're talking about a mother's child right now. We're talking about a we're talking about a mother's child right now. We're talking about a mother's child, a mother who bare her child with sorrow and named his name accordingly. That's what Jabez, the interpretation, the definition of it in the Hebrew, it deals with sorrow. Amen. And we've all had to deal with sorrow. Somewhere along the line, we've all had to deal with sorrow. Praise God. So Jabez, the Bible says, and Jabez, I'm in verse 10 now of First Chronicles 4, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And the Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. Hallelujah. 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 How many know we need some hallelujahs in life? Amen. And this is one of those hallelujah moments because this was the man, amen, who was dealing with sorrow. He was born in sorrow, and, and, and he got sick and tired. He got sick and tired of being sick and tired. He got sick and tired of living in sorrow. Amen. So he decided to call on the one who he knew for certainty could help him, the one who he knew for certain that could help him even when it seemed like no one else could. How many have been in a situation where you needed help and it seemed like nobody can help you? Okay. How many have been in situations where you need help real, real bad, and it seems like nobody will help you? Amen. And you're crying out, and you're asking for help, and you're having difficulty, and the more difficult it gets, it seems like the less and less people care. We've all been there. Jabez had, had, was definitely there, and he reached a place and point in time where he said, I'm going to stop all this. I know where I can get some help. I know who I can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I know who will help me, praise the living God. All I have to do is make contact. Amen. And we're learning today, amen, the power of prayer, because all we really have to do is make contact with God. Amen. First John chapter five verse fourteen tells us in First John, if you want to look that up, First John chapter five, but hold on to Jabez, hold on to First Chronicles four. First John chapter five fourteen tells us and this is the confidence that we have in him, talking about God. That if we ask anything, no limits, anything, according to his will, he heareth us. Good God Almighty. See, don't think that God is always gonna hear you. Amen. You gotta you, you gotta make contact with God, amen. You gotta make connection with God. You gotta speak God's language. God has a language, amen. God has a, a way of hearing people when they begin to speak the language of faith. 
And so we have confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The Bible doesn't say that there's only a limit to things that he'll do for you. And don't try to pile too much into your basket. And don't try to ask him for too many things. But it says anything according to his will. How do you know God's will? you got to open up the word of God. You have to study God's word to know God's will. And if we ask anything according to his will, according to what his word says, he heareth us. He goes on to say, and we know that if he hears us, then we can have the blessed assurance that we have received the petitions that we have desired of him. Amen. That's another way of saying you get a yes from God when you pray according to his will. Amen. So what we want to do, we want to make up in our minds that the only way we're going to live from now on is according to the word of God. Because if you want to know God's will, you'll find God's will in his word. And whatever the word says, that's the will of God for our lives. We need to learn something from Jabez because Jabez is teaching, God is using Jabez to teach us something about praying. He was a man of sorrow, and he decided, I don't have to live like this any longer. I don't have to be broke. I don't have to be busted. I don't have to be disgusted. All I have to do is trust God. All I have to do is call on the name of the one amen who made everything that I see. And he did. And he called on God. And he said, he said, God, I need you to bless me, but not just a little 10-cent blessing. I need you to bless me indeed. Amen. I sure hope I got some callers on the line. I need you to bless me indeed. I Amen. mean, a great big major league blessing. I need you to give me a grand, great grand blessing. You're a great God, and I'm praying a great prayer because I need a great blessing. So bless me indeed. Amen. I want you to bless me out of these projects. I want you to bless me out of junk cars. I want you to bless me out of tore-up, tattered, raggedy clothes. I want you to bless my whole household, my whole life, praise the living God. I want you to bless my whole lineage. I need you to bless me indeed. I'm praying for myself. I'm praying for my offspring. I'm praying yes. for their offspring. Bless me yes, indeed. Yes, yes. I need a big-time prayer. I need something Amen. real big. And I know if there's anyone that can help me, I know it's you, Lord. Yes, Bless indeed. Me indeed. Yes, indeed. Bless me indeed. Yes. And he said, and enlarge my coast. There are other translations of the Bible that say, he says, enlarge my territory. Right, right. How many need their, ter- their territory enlarged right about now? I guess, yes, yes. I don't know about you all, but I know I do. And there are some things I want God to do. There are some things I want done that only God can do. And what we have to do, we have to get to the place where we start trusting God like we should. Because yes. the Bible says in Numbers 23 and 19 that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He said, if I said it, have I said it, and shall I not do it? Or have I spoken it, and shall I not make it good? For there's nothing God says in his word that he won't do if we make contact with him by faith. 
And listen, we serve a great God, so don't be afraid to ask God to do great things. Because you may not make contact with him until you recognize his greatness when you pray. And apparently Jabez did because he asked God for a great big prayer. He, he didn't ask him for a 10-cent prayer. He didn't ask him for a 29-cent prayer. He asked him for a great big prayer. I need you to bless me indeed, indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff going on in my life, Lord, I need you to help me with that only you can. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Bless me indeed covers everything, his health, his wealth. Praise the living God. His family, everything, amen, falls under the category of indeed. He made up in indeed. his mind that he made up his mind, amen, that that was the last day he wanted to live in sorrow. And he goes on to pray. He said, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. But this is what I like. He said, but let thy hand be with me. And keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. I like that part. That part tells me a whole lot. Because I can see praying to God like that when you've been down for so long. And you need something, amen, that you never had before. You need the blessings of God upon your life. You need the blessings of God upon your life to come down like showers. And God is getting ready to bless you because you had the faith to ask him for a great big prayer, and he's a great big God. So he said, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, but I need you to do this for me. Get this, callers. He said, let your hand be with me. In other words, I can see, I can see Jabez saying, let your hand be with me. I need you to lead me and guide me. Because things are changing so rapidly, Jabez is saying. He said, I've never had a nine-bedroom house sitting on five acres of land all for myself. I've never had 12 bathrooms in my house. I I need to let your hand be with me. Lead me and guide me how to live this great big life. I've never had it like this before. I've never had everything I've needed and some. I've never had a, I've never had a choice of which automobile automobile am I going to drive today. I've never had a choice like that. Jay Bez is saying. I've never had. He says. He says he's never had more food than he can eat. He's never had this kind of plentifulness and this kind of bountifulness. He's never had this kind of wealth and riches. Let your hand be with me. Lead me. Guide me. Show me how to walk in this kind of wealth and riches. Praise the living God. And and the indeed yes. is not all. It's not only about the blessing of God. It's not only about material things. Bless me indeed, Lord. I never had this kind of health. I've never felt this good before. Lead me, guide me, show me how you can use me, Amen. In my newfound energy that you have provided for me, I've got strength I never knew I had. Lead me and guide me. Show me what you would have me to do for you, Lord. I'm submitted to you. I'm sold out to you. Praise God, Hallelujah, and keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. In other words, don't let evil grieve me. Don't let greed and temptation come along and grieve me. Don't let people come along and take what you bless me with. Don't let me don't don't let me be foolish, amen, with the blessing that you've given me. Keep me from yes. evil that it may not grieve yes. me. Yes. Teach me how to walk in your will. 
Teach me how to keep your word. Teach me how to love right. Teach me how to exercise kindness with yes. these blessings that you've given me. Pray for me again. Let your hand be with me. And he says, and keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. And you know what God did? The Bible says, and God granted him that which he requested. Mm. Amen. We need to understand something. We need to take this lesson that we're learning from Jabez and realize that God is using this as an example to teach us how to pray. Because one thing about God, if he did it for Jabez, he'll do it for you you, 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 and me. We need to realize, amen, that he's not a God who tires. He's not a God who runs out of steam. He's not a God that loses energy. He's not a God who runs out of kindness. He's not a God who doesn't have mercy all the time. He's not a God who forgets, amen, how to take care of folk. He's a 24-hour God. He's a blessing. He's a great God. Yes. I like Psalm 92, Psalm 92, verse 5. It says, it says, for my God is a great God and a great mm-hmm. king above all gods. Amen. I'm talking to the children of God now. I'm talking to the children of God. I'm talking to the children of God. Since God is your father and he's a great God, I stopped by to tell you that you got some greatness in you. Yes, amen. You got some greatness in you, and and don't worry about it. If folk don't tell you, don't worry about it. If, if, if everyone doesn't shower you with knowledge of it, because the devil doesn't want you to know just how great you are. But I'm telling you, as God's child, and He's a great God, you got some great in you by the grace of Almighty God. Only by His grace, only by God's grace, are we great. Yes. Praise the living God. What is God's grace? God's grace is his favor, his unmerited favor. God's grace said, God's grace said, I forgive you, amen, even though I know you were wrong, and so do you. But my love for you is greater, amen, than than your iniquity. And so I forgive you, and now you can be free, amen, exonerated by grace. He's a wonderful God. The Bible yes, says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only yes. begotten son to come and show us, amen, how we can live free from sin. Because sin has separated man from God so much that they had no access to God. How, how, many, know, how, many, know, how many know what it feels like not to have access to something? You need yeah. it, you need it, you want it, you need it, you got to have it, but you just can't gain access to it. Praise the living God, hallelujah. There's no access. Oh, my God. It, it feels terrible. In the winter, right before Christmas, we had a terrible, terrible storm come through here. One Friday morning, praise the living God, I'll never forget it. And it blew all the, and, and the wind was blowing so bad, and the temperature had got so cold that the wind blew the power lines down. And we did not have access to electricity. This just wasn't for five minutes. This went on and on and on and on. It started early in the morning, and and we were sitting here, and it and it went all the way into the early part of the afternoon. 
we did not have access to anything electric on the day when we needed it the most because because everything in the place I live is all electric. So without that power, we didn't have access to it. So we sat here, we sat here, we prayed, we praised the Lord even in the midst of the storm. We still was giving God praise. Couldn't make the TV come on, couldn't make anything come on electric. And this is the thing. It was getting colder and colder and colder. Anybody who's been in the cold, you know what I'm talking about. It was the coldest I've ever been inside because there was no access to the power. Amen. And and, and and that taught me something because even though it was painful to deal with, fortunately we all came through it okay. And it wasn't just me, it was everybody in this vicinity on that day. We all came through okay. But I do know this for a certainty. I learned something from it because the one thing we never want to do is lose access to God's power. How do we remain in God's power, amen, only by his grace? And we have to exercise faith to stay in his, to stay connected to God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I believe when Jabez prayed this prayer, I believe God was listening to this prayer and said, now this is the kind of praying I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who's looking beyond their faults, looking beyond their situation, looking beyond their needs, and, are pray- and is praying to me the way I am. I'm willing to bless this way. I'm willing to bless you indeed. I'm willing to enlarge your territory. I'm willing to let my hand be with you. I'm willing to keep you from evil that it may not grieve you. You don't need insurance better. There is no insurance better than that. So I'm going to grant you that which you requested, just that simple. And if he did it for him, he'll do it for you, 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 and me. My question is, what are we waiting for? How long are we going to keep on living, amen, outside of God's power? All he's waiting for us to do is begin to cry out to him in a way, amen, that touches his heart. And to let him know that we know that he is a great God. And that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Ephesians 3.20, that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. He didn't tell Jabez, no, I can't help you, you're too sorry. He didn't say, Jabez, your situation is so sorrowful, I just can't help you. I wish I could. The Bible says God granted him that which he requested. Those prayers we pray, those prayers we pray, amen, we can pray powerful prayers and expect the answer to come from God. All we have to do is reach out to God by faith and pray like Jabez. He's amazing. Yes, he is. There's nothing too hard for God. Even when it seems like it is, it's still not. There is nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Amen and amen. How many need the Lord to do something for them right now? I know you do. But how many need yes, the Lord indeed. to do something for you right now? Even if it's something as simple as clearing your throat. Praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. How many need God to do something for you right now? It may have something to do with your with your medical condition. It may have something to do with your family or your or, or your social life. It may have something to do with your work or your career or your business. How many need God to do something for them right now? Amen. Right now. Amen. Let Jabez be your be, be an example to you because he got what he needed from God because he dared to believe. He dared to ask God for more than he thought he could get. He dared to ask God for a great big prayer request. Amen. You know you need that great big prayer request. Amen. You know you need him to do that for you. And you know he's the only one who can. And so there's no shame in it, praise God. How many know there's no shame in reaching out to God? None whatsoever. The only shame is when you don't. No shame. We need to give God praise and glory because he used Jabez to show us how to pray. Because Jabez decided, I'm not going to just ask him for the little bitty prayers. I'm going to ask him for something real big, something that everybody around me is saying, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. He went right to God, and he got what he asked for. He asked God to bless him indeed. I don't just need I don't just need a little I don't just need a little place to stay to live. I need a subdivision. Indeed. Hook, hook me up, Lord. Hook me Praise up. Living God. God can do it. He's waiting on us to ask him for the kind of things that we know that, that we know he can do. All we have to do is recognize him and his goodness. And again, he's not just a material God, he can heal your body. He's not just a material God. He can heal the nation. How many know your nation needs healing? Oh, definitely, definitely. How many know your community needs healing? I don't know where you're living, but your community can use some help. God is able to do all those things. When Jabez said, bless me indeed, he got an indeed blessing. How many need an indeed blessing from God? Yes, indeed. If that person is you, I highly recommend that you read 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, and read it and read it and get it down in your spirit and know that you know that you know that if he did it for him, he'll do it for you. We've been living beneath our privileges for too long. Why? Because the devil does not want you to know you can have a connection with God. He does not want you to know you can access God. The power outage I was telling you about. Finally, at about two-something in the afternoon, I looked over, and the light above the range came on. I've never been so happy to see that light come on in my life. The light over the range came on. And right behind that, amen, it was so cold, praise the living God. Soon the furnace came on and everything came on. Why? Because we, made, because we, re, because we had regained access to the power. And what we need to do right now is regain access to God. Sin no longer has to separate you from God. We can come together again. We have been reconciled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come back to God again and do it right now. Don't waste another moment. God's got some blessings for you, Brother Lewis. 
Yes, indeed. God definitely has some blessings for you. You know, I, I'm sitting up here as we're listening right now, and um, I've been thinking about some of the – I'm already worrying about tonight's show with the technical difficulties that I've been having with uh, Blog Talk and just my system, period, and, you know, that anxiety comes over me, and uh, I just don't want to have to deal with that. But as I was sitting here, I said, I'm going to give it to God, you know, and, and I'm going to let him run these shows all the way through. And then it, 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 when something does go wrong and I end up figuring it out, I, I gain some knowledge. So sometimes when things go wrong in our lives or we think that are gone wrong, there's something good that comes out of it. You know, uh, I would have to say, as my daughter told me, with uh, my crack addiction was terrible at the time we were living through it. But something good came out of it. And, and, and what came out of it was changing, making me the man I am today. I would never thought of following the Lord Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be doing these podcasts. I wouldn't be talking about anything of the Lord or crack to Christ if I wouldn't have went through those things. We all go through something. And I know there's some people out there right now that are going through things. And, and as you said, Cooper, Pastor Cooper, about all of our children, I remember working at the school and I would hear people come in talking about their sons and their daughters just got accepted to Harvard and to Yale, all of these great uh, schools. Uh, they did this and they did that. You know, and I've been like, wow, you know, some people just got it made. They're driving BMWs, living in big houses up on the hill. And, you know, and that may all seem great from the outside, but all of the children and all of us have problems because we live on in, in this worldly society, in this world, and uh, we all have issues. We all have problems. Absolutely. Nobody Absolutely. has a fairy tale life. Do you know Absolutely. anyone? And the beautiful thing about it is, is that there's no getting around it. Amen. You, we're all we're all in need of God somehow, some way. Yes. And, yes. And, and and going back to what you said about how you were able to take a bad situation and turn it into something good. This is what the real deal is on that. When you realize, Amen, that we were created by God, Amen. And we have become royal in the sight of God. And when you become royal, this is another message altogether, but I'm going to state it anyway. When you become royal, when you become a king, and that's exactly what we are now, washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 and 6 tells us that we, we, he has made us, by the cleansing of his blood, he's made us all kings and priests under God. Amen. So what you have to understand is when you become a king, which is what you become when you give your life to Jesus, everything serves you, even the bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. Even yeah. the crazy stuff, even the stuff yeah. that seems like it's coming against you and seems like no one wants to help you, everything has to serve you because of your position of royalty. Mm-hmm. You have to realize that. 
You know. So what we want to do, like we want to inform, we want to enlighten as many people as we can through this medium. That when you give your life to Jesus Christ, and the Bible says it, it's right there in Revelation, and even in Revelation chapter five, verse ten, he confirms it again. He says, "The blood of Jesus has cleansed us, and we have become kings and priests unto God." And yes. our role yes. now is to reign on the earth. I'm just quoting mm-hmm. the scripture. I'm just quoting the scripture. So we have a whole new position. We have a whole new posture. The blood of Jesus has so cleansed us and so redirected us and so recreated us that we're just not the same no more. And we need to start walking in the newness of life. Yes, indeed. I pray somebody gets this because the adversary does not want you to know that you got it like this. But God does. And the reason I know God does is because he has it written in his word. We're overriding what the adversary wants you to don't know. And we're we're overriding what all the the critics and all the naysayers are saying, you're crazy for thinking like this, because they'll do it to you. But the truth is, whatever's written in God's word, and if you have an understanding of what God's word is saying and you apply it to yourself, I pray that you walk in it right now and from this day forward and forevermore. All right. Amen. Amen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, started off with a bumpy road. We're ending off with a strong note. And uh, I just want to also add in sometimes when – Whenever there is a, the word of the Lord is coming out, with, as far as I'm concerned, with any of these shows that I do, there's always seems to be a hiccup. A hiccup never fails. But we stay, we, we, we fall down, we get back up, and we keep going. Like I said, oh, uh, I'll be back. Hold on, everybody, just stay there. Because we don't give up. There was a time when I would have just said, okay, we'll see you next week. (laughs) But then the word wouldn't have been out. Or that certain person that needed to hear it would not have heard what they needed. Yes. Well. Brother Lewis, before you start the song, you know, oftentimes hiccups come as a result of eating real good. And, and and what we want to do is make sure that we keep on feeding God's people the right word. And every now and then you may have some bumps in the road, but amen. Just keep on keeping on. No matter who you are or what you are or what you're doing, as long as you're doing God's will, keep on keeping on. Amen. And we'll, as we go, I uh, heard somebody back there. What was that? Amen. Amen. Indeed. Camille, are you with us today? Yes, I am. Amen. All right. Did you have anything you wanted to say today? No. Not today. Okay. Well, we're going to pray for you and everyone over there where you're at. Let's give them all a prayer. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Yes, indeed. As we go out with Donnie McClurkin, we'll be back next Sunday, 11 on the West Coast, 2 on the East Coast, and 1 in the middle. Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert Cooper. 
something else in there there's a, a thing that I, uh, a service that uh, Steve Howell and I do a zoom conference uh, on, on, on the zoom and every week I, you know Steve turns in on this show maybe well, he gets it on the podcast and when we're doing that he'll go back and and he says yeah I got this from, from Pastor Cooper says this Pastor Cooper says that. <laughs> no. well, you know. I'm, I'm truly thankful for the opportunity to be a blessing. Yes. And yes, whatever you indeed. have, you want to keep up the good work. No, right. You're all right. Well, like I said, we'll see you. Great is your mercy. Your tender 